Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Jerron. This is Isabella. And joining us for this episode is Chris Rank with Real Simple Photos. On tonight's show, we will hear from Chris about working with interns with Pivot Business Consulting, great leaders, entrepreneurship, and cool tech in the photography industry. And we may take some other side alleys along the way just to let our listeners know. Also this evening, we have a pop-in guest tonight. He's from UCF. His name is Valen. I'm going to slaughter your name. <laughs> Everybody does. It's all right. Go ahead. Say it. Zucalillo. Zucalillo. Yeah, I know I would have just <laughs> torn it apart. Who is checking out the radio show as his possible internship for the summer. So welcome. Thank We'd like to say me. welcome <laughs> to both of you. Thank you. And so, as we mentioned... Okay. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> and as we mentioned before, coming up this episode, we're going to talk about some great leaders, entrepreneurship, and the coolest innovation in your industry. So our social plugs. People can find Pivot Business Consulting, Intern Pursuit Software, Intern Pursuit Game. We're on Facebook on for all of those companies. We are also on Twitter. Um, it's at Pivot Biz Consult, at Intern Game, and then also at Intern Pursuit. And then we have like LinkedIn pages, so people come like us, follow us. We love that. And then we, you can also listen to us live on MixLR.com, Valencia forward slash, Valencia College Radio. You can um, make sure that you find Valencia College Radio, all one word, follow it, and then you can search for Intern Pursuit and listen to us live. You can watch us live on Facebook, Intern Pursuit. But first, let's talk about our first sponsor. Starter Studio, an accelerator and co-working area located in downtown Orlando. A cool co-working space to 100-plus companies working in areas of technology and supportive businesses. A healthy startup community doesn't exist in a bubble. And Starter Studio is working to connect startups to a broader entrepreneurial ecosystem that will help them grow. You can find them at starterstudio.org. Thank you, Starter Studio, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. I like that music. I love our music. Thank you, Sophie, for Thank our you, music. Sophie. We love our music. So, Chris. Chris Rank. He is an entrepreneur. He is also the owner of Real Simple Photos. So I'm going to mix up the order of the questions here, just sure. so you know. I want you to talk about your company first. Go ahead and tell us. You were Before the show started, we were learning, I was learning about some new things that he's doing. So why don't you tell our listeners what it is that you do? So Real Simple Photos very easily is, is a production company. Um, we uh, saw a hole in the market where we've got a bunch of professional photographers sitting around, you know, five, six days a week not working in between their really big jobs. So these are professional commercial photographers. And the idea of Real Simple Photos was to um, be able to engage small business and link them with, um, like, more successful commercial photographers that they normally would never be able to afford or hire ever because they, they would just blow them out in price. However, what we do is we offer a clearinghouse so that these guys can take some time away from their, their normal photography practice, do a very quick 90-minute photo shoot for Real Simple Photos, and help out the small businesses and startups um, that are located in the Orlando area where these um, guys and girls live. And so that idea just kind of continued to, to bounce around and you know we got some great clients and, and worked with some great folks and worked with a bunch of photographers and got to pay out a bunch of, of my friends, which is great. Um, and then um, most recently uh, I was approached by a large studio here um, called Studio One and um, the folks that own that place had asked me to move in there and go ahead and um, merge the commercial production capabilities of Real Simple Photos um, with their television production facilities. So, um, you know, Michael and Wendy are the owners of Studio One, and uh, they have a lot of background in large-scale production, um, movies and TV and things like that. Nice. And there's, they just don't know the first thing about commercial production, which is what my company does. So it's, you know, it's kind of 
you you're know. supporting each other. Yeah, so it's 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 a really great um, you know it's not really a merger so much as we're we're working together really closely and um, you know spinning up the production company there. One of the evolutions that happen business is always an evolution. You always find yourself with an idea one day and then evolving it over time. Um, photography is great. I have a passion for photography. It's 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 totally necessary. Um, however, what we found is that the revenue is really in you know, video and commercial production, people mm -hmm. want social media video, they want, um, you know, any other type of, you know, teasers and web page video and, and all this sort of thing. And so we ended up doing a lot more, both long and short uh, form video. One of the fun facts that I had shared on a previous show is that I read um, that by next year, video content will be 80% of what people see on their social feeds. I believe that's to be true because at any time, and I rarely go on Facebook, I, Twitter, pick any channel, that is what you see. Instagram, I'm so surprised there's so much video on there. It's amazing. So people do like video, and we should see that as a definite trend. Um, one of the things that I, I think was uh, interesting is that when you and I met, um, you pitched your idea at One Million Cups, mm -hmm. and so I'm really glad to see that you're taking it to fruition and you're beginning to partner up, so to speak, not a, like contract partner, but collaborate with others. And oh, there's contracts. Oh, I'm sure there are, <laughs> but I mean, not like, you know, partner, partner, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah the only kind of ship that never sails is a partnership. So, yeah, so that's have, true. I know that's you know, true. We, we, we have a really great working relationship with Studio One, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're joining forces with them, and, and I think that uh, it's going to be a really great you know, kind of next level for the company and, and allow us to do some things that we would have never been able to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I know nothing about producing reality TV shows. I know lots <laughs> about producing commercials, you know, whereas, um, you know, the other executive producer over there knows nothing about commercials or next to nothing and knows everything about reality TV and had produced at MTV for many years and had done a lot of, uh, a lot of other spots. Um, not spots, a, a lot of other shows, um, you know, all over the reality TV circuit. So they've got lots of experience there. And then, and then the other principal over there is this is this gentleman named Michael Lewis, and he's just a trip. He's um, he's he's a little guy, but he's he's got a lot to say, and he's uh, he's very interesting. And he was a war photographer for many years. So oh wow! Yeah, that was that's pretty interesting. So these guys are actually Jaron. He is in the school of video production right. and also record. Uh, go ahead, tell him. Oh, um, yeah. radio television production is my yeah, whole there major we go. name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I always mess it up too. Um, but you know, there's this interesting side of now. That's what Valencia is doing. We see Full Sail, UCF, all of the schools, Seminole State. They're all having these types of programs that mm -hmm. are going on. So it's definitely a, a trend. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and uh, I've worked with Valencia on a production or two. Mm. Um, you know, we did, um, when they were opening the Dr. Phillips studio, um, we were actually the still photographers for when they were putting a, a production together for uh, over at um, Nickelodeon Studios, which is now closed. Like, they closed okay. that soundstage yeah. um, to build more things over there, and so that's, again, where, you know, we're building a sound one, and it's kind of to fill that hole, because right now there are only two working sound stages in within a 150-mile radius. Um, they have one at UCF? I, They do not. To my, no, no hmm. they don't. No, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people will be using that. Yeah, <laughs> no, and Valencia doesn't have a soundstage per se. Like, it's not like, you know, your movie can come in here and just rent Valencia for a day. Or right. No, like but that. Full Sail yeah. does. Yeah, Full Sail. They have the back lot. Right, but again, Full Sail doesn't, I don't believe that they rent their facilities to just any yeah i don't know and ucf just has like too. a studio inside that you can use yeah so yeah. and that's and again studio one's like that as well it's all a photography studio mm -hmm. right now it's two two white psych walls and one black psych wall um you know but you know there's the, the we're partnering with another company that's a recording studio and they are building out um with us the entire sounds the sound stage and a recording studio so pretty exciting stuff Hmm. What's the most famous person you've ever met since we're talking about vi videos? <laughs> this was not a planned question. You mean like that I worked with or the, just, just any celebrity I've ever met? 
Oh, both. let's take both. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think one of the coolest celebrities I met was I was actually in college working catering and I wasn't in production at all. <laughs> and I met Will Wheaton, so that was pretty cool. Oh. And that was a long time ago. Like he was still on Star Trek when I met him. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. That's cool. So that's uh yeah, gives you a little I'm probably dating myself to the eighties. That's okay, but say. he's popular on uh, the Big Bang Theory, so Yeah, yeah. And um I actually uh, did get to meet Steve Jobs. So. Oh, okay. Wow. That, that's yeah. A lot of people can't say they've done that. Like, yeah. did you actually have a conversation with him too? Yeah, or I was, was at like, Apple oh, nice to meet you. For a for a conference, and um, you know, just said hi, and you know, got to see him before he was going to give a talk to us. So it was pretty cool. That is cool. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I hope that I have a story like that to share one day. That's like, ooh, this person. Um, anyway, okay, so we're going to go ahead and talk about internships. Um, where did you go to school? Uh, I went to Valencia, actually. <gasps> Yay! How Valencia. about that? And what was your degree? It's an AA, so I okay. mean, this is before. Does, is Valencia doing the thing where they have a BA now? Yeah, they actually did launch that Neither this of us year. go to the school. No, they're oh, UCF like students. students. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're from UCF. I but I can tell you that, yeah, Valencia has uh, launched a BA program. It's this year that they launched one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's before they had anything like that. So. Well, they actually have tracks now, so the students mm. come in, and while they're working for either an AA or an AS, they can mm -hmm. put them on a track, and then it's an automatic admission into UCF, pending, of course, grades. But um, mm -hmm. that way they have had some of the coursework to prepare them for that particular track. So mm -hmm. so you went to Valencia. Did you go somewhere else after? UCF. Okay. Okay, great. I, I got you there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm outnumbered. Yeah, uh, Valencia <laughs> and then UCF. And, and actually my wife works for UCF. She's an academic advisor for first-year advisors. So we want to say oh. hi to oh. Nadine. Hello. Yeah. Um, and yeah. what was your degree from your bachelor degree? So that's that's kind of interesting, right? Is you know the story of most entrepreneurs is that they drop out of college, and I was no exception. So I literally I dropped out of college and and was working, um, and uh, my my degree actually like went away. So they like so I had a I was working on a, a bachelor's in uh, economics and mm -hmm. political science. Um, how can that go away? Because that seems like that's a standard degree. You would think, yeah, but yeah. it was out of, so I was, you know, I always try to do things like too clever by half, you know, so <laughs> I didn't, back in the day, they had this really awful program at UCF for the, for the business program that like required a bunch of extra courses that no one wanted to take mm -hmm. that, you know, didn't pertain to anything, but like the dean was like, all of this is his program and you know, that guy's like long 20 years ago, but, um, but at any rate, so I was like, no, I'm going to do economics through college of arts and sciences, which isn't even a college at UCF anymore from what I understand. Um, yeah, it's arts humanities now. I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, and so there was only four of us in the major at the time because everybody else that was doing economics just went through a college of business. And so to me, and again, the root of economics is a humanity. It's, it's not a science. Like, People call it the dismal science or whatever, but it's just philosophy. Economics is 100% pure philosophy. They try to back it up with some math, and if they tell you that it's an exact science, they are lying. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, supply and demand. That's really the... Supply and demand is great, yeah. I mean, all the, the rest of the premise and the... What is it? The, the hand? The, the invisible, invisible hand. The invisible yeah. hand. Yeah. Yes, the invisible yeah. hand. So. Yeah. so at the time, what made you choose that major? Um, I, you know, it's it, it's actually interesting um, that you asked that. I had a professor at Valencia, so I had a great Valencia experience. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, a lot of people, you know, have different college experiences, but my Valencia experience was awesome. I had, I had a professor here that had retired from some Ivy League school and was just like an adjunct, like teaching a couple of classes a semester in humanities, and it was awesome. I mean, this guy was great. I don't even remember the guy's name, but he was like really inspiring and interesting. And then I had another professor that taught economics named uh, Dr. Jack Chambliss, and I don't know, I don't think he's still here, but he was extremely inspiring. And I was like, no, I really like economics. So I took all of the econ classes I could from this guy here at Valencia, 
and was like, and I, and I aced them all, and I was like, I really, I think I'm going to major in economics because of that one Valencia professor. Hmm. So. Well, it's a nice shout out to Valencia for that. That's cool. So then after you chose that, you went into what kind of career originally? <laughs> because you, so your career path is a little eclectic, and that's yeah. kind of cool. So, yeah, um, you know, I went from, you know, econ and all this stuff and, and going to school, and I actually fell into – I was doing consulting at the time through school um, for IT consulting. So hmm. um, I was one of the only certified Apple techs back in the 90s in Central Florida and um, had passed all my certs and all that jazz and uh, was, you know – just running around doing consulting for you know ad agencies and people that used Macs back then. Everybody's got Macs nowadays, but in the dark days, like that you guys don't even remember, like people were talking <laughs> about, like, well, Apple's going out of business. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, people I don't know. They may not have been born then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people would genuinely talk about like <laughs> Apple going out of business constantly. And there was a point at which Apple's stock was like eleven dollars a share because people genuinely like right before Steve Jobs came back on mm. and took over. Mm. like, And even during the Jobs years, like people were like, yeah, this, they're going out of business. You know, Dell should just buy them up. And like, where's Dell now? Yeah. You know? right. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, there's, there was actually one of these folks in, in one of my group projects in college, and their, their premise was Dell should buy Apple. And like, you know, they had the cash at the time to yeah. do so, you know, and it was, it was really funny. Mm. It's amazing how much the technology industry changes, you know, just in like one generation of yeah. uh, new innovation. When you have a brilliant mind like Steve Jobs, that's yeah, you have to wait for the next one to come around, whoever that person is. So you went into IT, and you and I were talking about this earlier, and IT has kind of a broad interpretation, you know, because some people think of it as coding, some people think of it as you solve problems, you're the help desk, some people think of it as you're a network administrator. I mean, it has everything across the spectrum. Sure. So what is your definition of IT and what did you do? Well, to me, you know, information technology or information systems, um, there people use them interchangeably. I, I think that it's looking at a business from the top down, from a 60,000-foot point of view, and being able to know what systems they need to be able to do their job and get whatever they're doing out the door. If mm -hmm. they're making widgets, if they're you know, talking to people, and what is the technology supposed to be doing to help them at, at that goal? And if you don't come at it from a holistic perspective, like, you know, hey, we just got a bunch of computers, you know, can you fix this? It's like, you know, that, that doesn't do anybody any good. Um, because most people don't know enough about computers to know what they can do for their business. Mm -hmm. And so my job as a consultant was to come in and to pull things from all sorts of disciplines and be able to recommend systems based on what the company is attempting to accomplish at that moment, um, you know, to be profitable. And so... When you're dealing with IT or, or IS or whatever whatever you're dealing with, whether it's network or servers or whatever, if you're not coming at it from a from a holistic perspective, that you're looking at how do we solve business problems for this business um, through technology, then ultimately all you're doing is just kind of you know being the next version of Geek Squad, and <laughs> nobody needs that. Well, they serve a good purpose for some people. We'll be kind to them. So, um, okay, so you went into that route, mm -hmm. and now you're doing photography. You're, to me, and I said this earlier, more of like a renaissance type of a man. You can you have your finger in a little bit of everything. You do websites. You have the server admin side. You come over here, and you can do photography. You know, you know things about video. I always have appreciated being able to go to you because when I had, hey, what do you think about this? You would give me some really solid advice and something to think about. So mm -hmm. I think that your business acumen is pretty, pretty brilliant, honestly. Thank you. But um, again, your background is so rich and, and it's woven together of a lot of different interests. So uh, how did yeah. you get into all of that? You just got to keep failing until you figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, and realize keep failing that. Failing up. 
That's true. So That's you have true. To do, right. And one of the things I was talking with uh, Jerron and some other guests before is like, you don't have to be in a box and think this right. is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Because obviously, Chris over here, he's telling us he's done a lot of things. Sure. I mean, and not to use an aphorism. Uh, aphorism? Is it aphorism? I don't yeah. know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I ended up, you know, with, with my company, we had to pivot into a lot of different <laughs> things. Um, and so uh, Isabella, her company's called Pivot. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the whole, the whole video production thing, you know, I'd worked for ad agencies as the IT director for many years. Um, I had been in that world for a long time and uh, used a lot of those experiences in helping with those productions and helping with organizing those things into producing, you know, video for clients. Um, and then even doing some writing on the creative side and I've written many scripts now for commercials and, you know, we've done some national stuff and it's been pretty good and it's pretty fun. So, you know, those are, those are always, those are always fun projects. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you just, you, you continue to, to move around until you find something that works that you're, you know, able to be successful at. Yeah, you can have multiple passions, and it's just blending them together. And how long has your company been around now? So Real Simple Photos started in 2014. So we've been around four years now. Um, and uh, my other com my other consultant consulting company, that's the IT consulting, mm -hmm. that's been around since 1996. So. Oh, okay, when I was born. <laughs> so no doing the math right now. We aren't going to yeah. go and do anything like that. Yeah. Some people don't want that. So that's cool. And then we'd know how old you are, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not even going to ask that question. All right. So you have worked with um, some of my interns, and mm -hmm. one of them was Alani. And next week, Alani and Chuck will be on the show. Mm -hmm. But Chuck stole Alani from me. He I'm stole Alani from me also. Yeah, yeah. I'm still pretty sore about that one. We'll so. save them for our next sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. BMDM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fist raised, yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so you got to work with Alani, and yeah. you worked with some of the others. And then I would have you come in and also do some mentoring. What was sure. We have a PR campaign that we're using called Hashtag What I Learned. What did you learn about working with interns that you can really appreciate at this age where you are now? Sure. And then what did you learn when if you were an intern? Yeah, I, I, I never was an intern. Um, I, uh, you know, I struck out on my own pretty young and because you know there was very few people in my field of consulting at the time <laughs> um, spe specifically in the type of consulting I did in in the mid 2000s there was like nine of us in the world that did that kind of thing so so does that mean you found yourself a lot of business it was well it was just you know businesses found us I mean I was I was referred by Apple to clients most of the time because so, mm. there was again there was only like nine of us that did product anyway um, so I would never was an intern however um, I think that what I do learn from interns and Alani was was definitely one of these is like there's always a fresh perspective right is you know when you've been doing something for a really long time um, and you you work on you know that experiential basis whereas what I mean is you jump you, you, you jump to certain conclusions based on previous experience. And a lot of times what a really good intern does is kind of back you up from that. And they're like, well, what if we did X? And you hadn't even considered that because you've been in this rut where you've been going like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, you know, because this is what we do. And we're going to do this. And what a really good intern can do is kind of... Fresh um, perspective. Give you a fresh perspective and, you know, be able to get you to put the brakes on and maybe pull out of that rut and find a different way of doing something that is, you know, really positive. And, you know, sometimes it's a dumb idea and it doesn't work out. That's fine. But I've now you know. I have dumb ideas too, you know, <laughs> so I mean. It's not know. tied to a title. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, good ideas can come from anywhere and dumb ideas can come from anywhere. And, you know, the, the path that you have to do is just, Try the things that, um, you know, are going to seem correct at the time. And entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit is all about risk-taking anyway. 
And so if you're an entrepreneur and you're not willing to listen to everybody, everybody, including your intern, you know, that may have a good idea, I don't see where the risk is. So, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so you learn, it sounds like you learn to receive uh, feedback from others. I always found that to be very um, much of who you are. I think that you're always open to that kind of feedback. That was cool. Um, the other thing is we always talk about leaders here. So can you tell us a leader that has really impacted your life for the better? If you have a quote, that's mm -hmm. awesome. You can share that. We're, we used to ask about three great leaders, and I said, you know what? I think we need to, for time's sake, right. just focus on one. So for any of our listeners, if they want to know why we're going from three, it's because we're trying to make sure we're spending quality and we're not having to feel rushed. Mm -hmm. So great leader. Yeah. Um, and why? And actually, I, I just bought this guy's book. Um, uh, his name is Jordan Peterson. And hmm. uh, he is he is excellent. They're shaking their heads. Yes, they so must know this. He shakes guy. his head. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know of him. I've, he has done a lot of lectures and uh -huh. podcasts and things like that. He's a very very intelligent, uh, well spoken individual. I've wanted to get his book. I just haven't had the chance to. Um, well, when I get done with it, you can have it. All right. So All right. His Free book is book. called yeah. um, uh, Twelve Rules for Life: An Antidote for Chaos. And I mean, they're like the simplest things. You know, like. One of his rules is stand up straight with your shoulders back okay, and your chest forward. Okay, now I'm going to even sit <laughs> up Good straight. posture, right? You know? Another one is like, if you see a cat, pet the cat. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, these are his rules for life, you know? It's like, if you want to change the world, start by cleaning your room. You know? I mean, they get down to very basic things, but I mean... Things you can control. Things that you can't... Yeah, absolutely. Things that you can control and things that are you know, going to be beneficial for you as a human being. And his whole premise is that if you are wanting to do all these great things, you have to be a great person to start with. And, you know, that's a, that's a very interesting message. And, you know, I, um, yeah, I've seen, he's an academic actually. He works, um, he works at a university up in Toronto. Mm, um, I'm intrigued. Now I want to, well, mm. you're not going to get the book first. I'm going <laughs> to ask to get the book from him, and then I'll pass it over to you. Right? There yeah. you go. I believe I found him originally because he created a personality quiz online. And oh, really? I, yeah, I'm going to go was, look for him right yeah, now. Yeah, um, you can look up a Jordan Peterson personality quiz, hmm. something along those lines. And that was like the first introduction. Do you find it accurate? I did, but okay. I mean... I don't want to speak for everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a clinical psychologist, so he's a researcher. And yeah. Oh, here it is. Yeah, practice. Jordan Peterson personality test is finally online. Yeah. Whatever this is. So, okay. I mean, he's been doing research for many, many years. So. Hmm. Anyway, he's fascinating, and um, he's definitely somebody. He's, he has a YouTube channel with a million subscribers now. Um, wow. So he's... He also frequents podcasts. You can find him on, like, any massive podcast that's been out there he's probably done an episode f with them um, yeah and so yeah. it says he's a psychologist mm -hmm. here it is 12 rules for life an antidote for chaos okay yeah psychologist huh? pretty interesting guy yeah yeah and he um you know he just uh he got real famous because he went on this interview in uh, britain and it was real contentious and the the lady was, you know, the, the way that the way that journalists generally do things is like, you know, if a journalist can do something to ruin somebody's life, that's their career boost. That's that's how journalists get ahead. That's yeah. just their business. And so, you know, this woman was like going after him and he just he took her apart on her own show. Mm. <laughs> and just didn't, I mean, And why do you find this being one of your great leaders? Um, I because he he brings he brings a sense of of order to uh, how people are presenting themselves to other people and how people are able to accomplish things both um, in their lives and in the workplace. And I think that especially for young people, um, his, his message is extremely popular um, for a reason and it is because people are searching for that, you know, that meaning, that deeper meaning in the things that they do and mm -hmm. the things that they are as a person. And, um, you know, he points at, you know, how do you get to that deeper meaning? You mm -hmm. know? And so it's, it's, I think that 
right now is kind of his moment and you know as a thought leader he's extremely provocative but he is he also makes a lot of sense and um you know i i i think i would encourage just about any intern out there um you know that wants to get ahead in front of their peers um you know these 12 little rules would go very far as an antidote to the the normal things that people want to say that are disparaging about you know millennials and college grads and these things um you know they don't listen and they slouch and they you know they you know blah 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 blah, blah. and there's there's a myriad of complaints that people from my generation have about the younger generation but i think that um you know people in that younger generation like alani can be extremely productive and very good at what they do, um, but the problem is, is that they've never had a lot of training in exactly how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because people, people tend to be really, honestly, people tend to be really wishy-washy, even in the business world now. Like, you know, they, they people don't want to tell people like, no, you know, that's not right. Or, you know, it's like, well, whatever's right for you, you just do that, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's this, this very wishy-washy, you know, kind of, kind of world that we live in. And to have that, that ability to center something um, and anchor to something, then it's very positive for the business world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, um, I've said this before, but uh, I don't know if, probably not to you, but I probably have said it to Jerron, is that most people, and I say most, 90, 95%, want to feel like they're leaving something behind for others. There's a legacy they can leave in some way. They want to be respected, accepted, and loved. Um, I think those are at the core of just all of us. And honestly, I think we're built for relationships. So what it is that the little bit that you had shared about him, I'm going to be looking him up even Mm -hmm. more. But it sounds like it's about establishing relationships, working to control things that are inside of yourself so that you have something to offer to others. Um, Mm -hmm. Many times I think people are lost because they don't realize what their own gifts are and what they can contribute is really what is in your head and your heart. Those are the best two qualities and gifts that you have. So it can Mm -hmm. make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so um, back over here, cats. I'm going to go back and pet a cat today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go find one. I'm going to go look for one. I don't think there's any on this campus, but I know they are at Rollins. I've seen them there. Mm, They may be at some other campus. I'm not sure. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, cool things in tech. What do they use now in video production or even in photography? How do you? How has the whole taking pictures changed? Do you still have to go and put it in all of the the chemicals to make the pictures come? <laughs> you know, I, mean, not I have since nothing. Digital photography. Yeah, I have no crew. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do still shoot film, but uh, you know, only for for special art type things. Anyway. Um, but uh, actually, the thing that is really kind of revolutionizing the industry right now is the new generation of steady cams. Um, because uh, DJI, who is the drone maker, you know, they make all the little things that buzz above your head and spy on you in your yard and stuff. You know, um, you know, they um, they are uh, they're an amazing technology company. They're one of the few Chinese companies that is at the very tip top of, you know, their their industry. So what's um, the name of that company again? DJI. DJI. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go look this one up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it stands for something in Chinese, I'm fairly certain. Um, but to, for us Americans, it's just DJI, and they're an awesome company. Oh, it I says mean, the future of possible? Yeah. yeah I like good. that. The it's future of possible. Yeah, and they just, you know, they don't take no for an answer, and they just make cool things. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, we had a project <laughs> where um, we had to go through a, um, we had to go through a construction zone, which is a hard hat only area, all this stuff. Is and this when you did that really cool video? Mm-hmm. Okay, we won't, s- okay, you can yeah. say it. I yeah, wasn't yeah. going to. For Orlando Health, this was the coolest video. I'm telling you, it was really, really good. So Orlando Health hired us to 
basically video the progression of construction on one of their hospitals. Mm. And so they were building a hospital out in Okoe, and so we had to do interior shots for this for this video. If you were to take a normal steady cam or any kind of video production equipment and you set up lights and all this other jazz, like it's extremely intrusive, A. You know, B, you know, it's it's big and bulky and not safe when you've got dust everywhere and you're trying to bring this big piece of equipment around and you know, it'd just be a disaster. Um, we used a product um, called an Osmo, which is just a really tiny little camera um, on this little gimbal. A gimbal is just like a, it's a three axis motor that allows you know, for you to move and the camera moves with you and stays steady, but it's really small. Um, but what they just came out with and to answer your question about cutting edge tech, the Osmo's been around for a while, um, was a little, basically a handheld Osmo for Sony and Canon cameras. The two most used cameras for video in the industry that are SLRs are um, Sony and Canon, um, Sony being the more prevalent now. And you literally just take your Sony camera, you put it on this thing, and instead of this big rig and like a counterbalance weights and all this jazz, you just stick it on there, you screw it on, you turn it on, and it's like, boop, comes to life. That easy. It's that easy. <laughs> and then they even have like little like accessories so you can like change the focus and stuff, you know, without messing with it. I mean, it's, it's neat. Um, you know, I haven't actually seen one in person yet. They just announced it. Um, but we're getting a couple at the studio because um, one of the studio's sponsors is uh, DJI. So. Well, as far as I know as well, they also make them just for your smartphone. Yeah. And those are relatively affordable. I mean, mm -hmm. anyone can purchase one of those and have great camera footage. I remember using them in high school. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, those are called the Osmo Mobile. Yeah, so the they just came with the Mobile 2, and they're 99 So bucks. is it yeah. like a stick that you put, like, you know, the selfie sticks? like? Those? Yeah, you just it's a stick that's got a gimbal on it. You stick your phone in there, and your phone is the camera because the... You know, the, the phones have excellent video cameras these days. Mm -hmm. And so you just stick your phone in there and you just go, and it just keeps it incredibly steady. Yep. Like, you, you can just do, you know, jump it around. I, sometimes I forget I'm on radio. I'm making hand movements. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, okay. We're Facebook Live. People well, there you go. It. If you want to see these things, you know, yeah, come on to Facebook. Now, if I remember correctly, they also have a thumb control. So that way you can actually, yeah. like, maneuver them and mm -hmm. take some interesting shots. They were... It's very this cool. sounds like something you've played with. I have, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They're yeah. they're um, they're a hundred bucks. I yeah. want to say something like that. They're, I'd write, I mean, it's affordable. Yeah. It's affordable. If you have a child that wants to get into video, yeah, get one for Christmas. They're, they're yeah. Nice. I gave my my son was like six at the time when I got my Osmo, and me and um, one of my uh, photographers from my company were up at at uh, the Enzian, and they have like a little um, outdoor cafe kind of thing. And so my son was with us, and he's just walking around the cafe, you know, taking video. <laughs> and I get, and and actually, um, to this day, I still use some of that video because he he just by accident like pushed it straight up through the treetops, and the light was coming down, and it's this amazing video of just like like golden light filtering through these treetops, <laughs> but it's all smooth because he's just like walking with it, and it's smoothing out. You know, this kid's like bouncing all around you know everywhere but you know the video is nice and smooth mm -hmm. so it looks like professionally shot like b-roll of just like some beautiful light coming through some trees so but yeah i mean that that tells you like you, you know anybody can be a film i was gonna show that to a client it's like oh who made that oh my six-year-old yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly why aren't you right. doing that yeah, why am I paying you so uh, much if you're six-year-old? Yeah, there, mm -hmm. there's times when we don't disclose some of that information. <laughs> can turn around and bite us, yeah. So um, what piece of advice would you give to an employer that's looking to work with interns? That's a good question. Um, I think that the bias for a lot of employers, and, and you probably see this all the time, mm -hmm. is just like, <sighs> interns so much more work than they're worth. Mm -hmm. um, and that is just not true. Um, you can get some great work out of interns, um, and you can get that, again, that fresh perspective on things. Um, and not just like, 
oh, hey, what do you know about social media? You know, there's also this bias of like 40 to 50 year old business owners that if you're 20, you literally know everything about social media. Yeah, but they only know it from a personal side. They really right. don't know it from a business side. And yeah. that's a misconception. Oh, yeah. So they're yeah. just like, oh, we're just going to hire this 20 year old kid to do our social media. Here you go. But then no they, they may not have a marketing plan in place. Yeah, it's like no. There's, there's no I don't plan. understand why they failed me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're like, what? no, man. You know, I mean, and so we work, again, we work with a lot of small businesses and, you know, they, they want to do like what they're there to do and make their dollar bills. Um, and a lot of times, you know, they don't understand the value of an intern. And, you know, frankly... Um, you know, there, there's either, well, there's two extremes, right? You know, yeah. there's like the one extreme, which is like, oh, here's somebody who can go down and do coffee runs for people in the afternoon. Sweet. Yeah. That, that doesn't reflect well on a resume. No. Yeah. And then there's the other extreme of we're too cheap to hire real employees. And so we're going to try to make the interns do everybody's Everything. jobs. Yeah. Which know? is illegal. Totally illegal. Unethical. And dumb. Um, but you know, there's a lot of companies that just don't get that memo, man. They don't care. They're like, well, we're small enough. We'll slip under the radar. All right. You got like 40 hours of work to do this week. Come on, knock it out. Oh, you want a job here? Come on. You know? Yeah. And so there, 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 those two extremes. And I think that, you know, my advice for, for employers is that, um, interns can be extremely valuable on both sides. A, you are training a new generation of folks to come up and take some of these entry-level jobs that you were creating. Because um, right now, it's tough to hire people. Um, I was talking to a business owner uh, last week who um, needs to hire commercial drivers, of all things, because um, they, they um, cart cars from dealership to dealership. Apparently, this is a thing. I didn't even know this was a thing, but apparently this is a thing. And so, so this guy, you know, was telling me that it's nearly impossible. He's paying like 30 bucks an hour to try to wow. get drivers and he can't find people. And I'm like, I bet the Uber drivers would be happy to help. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah they, well, since Uber drivers make below minimum wage, I know. figured that out. Yeah. Um, crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, you know, so my, my response to that gentleman would, would be, well, I mean, what's your internship program like? Do you have ride-alongs with the, the correct drivers, you know? Mm. I mean, obviously you can't put an intern behind the wheel of an 18-wheel truck or something like that. But, you know, there are things that would be very interesting for that. And, and I think that, that also it also goes back to, you know, internships and mentoring and, you know, the ability to do apprenticeships as well. Um, for blue collar work. And mm -hmm. I think that that's a huge need. Um, like, for instance, I, I um, helped manage a motorcycle shop for a while um, and they needed to hire a fabricator. There was not a price that you could put to hire a fabricator in Central Florida that had the right skills. Like, they just don't exist. Somebody that's decent and can, like, weld and, like, you know, make things with their hands mm -hmm. and do things on metal. Like, that person just didn't exist. I mean, you could offer them 60, 70 grand, and they'd be like, nah, I can just go get a job for 100 down the street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's insane. Um, and the problem is that the economics don't work out, you know? So, like, for a motorcycle shop, like, if you need to hire a fabricator for $60,000, you got to be selling stuff at crazy prices that people aren't going to buy. And so an entire industry goes down because you don't have qualified people. And, and, you know, that's coming at it from the, you know, the employer perspective. I mean, from an employee perspective, it's great. You know, you, you learn a couple of skills and make crazy money. But from an employer perspective and from the main economy as a whole, you know, that Mike Rowe gentleman who, you know, had his uh, show uh, Dirty Jobs, um, mm -hmm. you know, he's I constantly on Facebook talking about this. Like, you know, it, it may be that, you know, tons of people are in college and, I know that my wife finds that, you know, a lot of people, you know, come to her and they don't know what direction they should go in. They know that they're supposed to go to college, you know. It may, maybe it's, man, you just need to, you know, finish your school and go 
to a tech college somewhere and learn a year of welding or, you know, something like that. And that could blossom into a whole different thing. Maybe you could be a manager, you know, at a fabrication company, you know, but, but, but instead of just, you know, oh, I know a few things about welding. Now you've got, you know, your accounting background, your business background, all these other things that are helpful for the business. Um, you know, so there's, there's definitely opportunities out there for, for all sorts of things, but you know, yeah. Sorry, that was a really long rambling answer. <laughs> That's okay. So I'm going to give my own shout out. So one of the things that I had uh, hosted this this is April in March was uh, an how to create an experiential compliant internship program, and I had uh, opened that up to 12 people. It was my first workshop. I had three that came, and I think that's really good mm -hmm. for me. That was, I think, good statistics. And I decided I'm going to continue to do this on a monthly basis and offer it through that method. I want to uh, also get it SHRM certified so that HR managers would... Oh, Society of Human Resource Management. Yeah, sorry for yeah. the acronym. Yeah. So certifications are tied to <laughs> these things, too, and then that would encourage, again, more engagement. So I see a real value for it. I saw that, you know, when the people um, that were there, they said, this is amazing stuff. We did not even know this. So it works really well for people that don't uh, have HR background, that don't know how to um, work into the compliance side of it because special shout out Department of Labor changed it from six to seven criteria and now employers can get away with doing unpaid internships and I want to change that dynamic which you and I had talked about I want to make sure that every student can have a compliant internship program where you know 80% of what they're doing is actually related to the job so enough of that we're, we are actually going to switch over here and get to talk with you, but I think we need to do a shout-out. Yeah, we're actually running out of time, so first yeah. we're just going to go to our sponsor. Okay. BMDM Marketing Agency. BMDM is a direct marketing agency focused on helping companies reach individuals through online and offline means. Their newest product enables them to send postcards or letters to the homes of anonymous website visitors within 24 hours of their visit using a patented IP matching technology and our in-house on-demand printing. Thank you, BMDM Marketing Agency, for sponsoring the Intern Whisper Live. Thank you, Sophie, for your music. And if we didn't say already, thank you for being our employer spotlight, Chris Rank. Yes, Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. Okay, now I want to hear you say his name, his last name. Valen. Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to call him Val Zuko. Yeah, everyone calls me Val Zuko. Zuko oh. It sounds, it sounds like you're in the mafia, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, call up Val Zuko, man. He'll take care of it. Yeah. Need a job done? Just call Val Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we end our show, let's get to know Val real quick. So I understand you're studying advertising and public relations. Is I that correct? Am. Yes. First of all, what made you choose that major? Well, as we've kind of talked about today in the ad agency a lot, um, it is a very connected field to a lot of different disciplines, in my opinion, and I was not sure what I wanted to do. Oh, excuse oh, me. Sorry. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I came to college originally, but um, I knew that I took a few advertising classes, and I'd done some uh, ads in high school for like local businesses with my high school program, and I realized that no matter what I did with my life, I would be able to relate it back to what I did during advertising and public relations, and that's basically why I chose it. All right, and I guess the next question, since you're possibly looking for internships, what made you possibly want to come out to the show tonight? Uh, I have a great interest in radio. I think that the environment is a really engaging environment to be in, and you can learn a lot from it. Uh, and I do have a bit of a background in broadcast journalism overall, which would made this even more enticing because it's something I want to continue and learn from. And I think that exploring different types of mediums, whether it is live streaming with video or without video or whatever you're doing, uh, is beyond just a learning experience of school or anything it's a life experience it's something that i think everybody should try and engage with at some point and how would you like to merge those medias together like you have a specific idea currently that's a great question i don't really know there i think that that is something else that can always be advanced is how do you make everything uh connect within your life you know that's often where you can find uh holes in the market and things like that is where can these things connect and how can you be that bridge all right, so and, let's um, ask yeah. him just his I'm great do, Yeah, exactly. That's what I was yeah. going as well. 
And if you had to pick one great leader and like who influenced your life in a positive way, who would it be? Uh, I think currently it's Elon Musk. Um, he he's a popular option. Yeah, yeah he's a popular <laughs> yeah. option. People say that one a lot. Yeah. The stuff that he's able to do with technology is amazing, but also the way that he publicizes himself. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but he took it, deleted all of his Facebook information, things like those things. Yeah. He doesn't believe in traditional advertising when it comes to Tesla, and I think that that is something that is very incredible. I mean, he's doing stuff with his basically his advertising plan is to. Well, launch his cars so, into space. Yeah, and he's so extreme. Yeah, yeah he is it. taking everything up to the next possible level, and I think that that is something that is amazing. Um, yeah. And it's also extremely entertaining, and that's oh, what yeah. gets people he to watch your stuff. Brilliant yeah. man, brilliant yeah. man. So we're going to have to go and wrap up on here. So let's just say thank you to Valencia College. We want to thank John Q for letting us be here. He is the broad, uh, radio manager here. And we love this college. They give us such freedom and empowerment here. Knowledgeable staff, fantastic environment, all of that good stuff. Shout outs. For any of our guests. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if you guys want to check out our website, realsimplephotos.com, or you can check out our IT site, which is cloudsourcellc.com. Cool. And anything for you, Val? Val? None for me. Uh, all right, okay. Friends, family? <laughs> Consider UCF as a college. It's a great place to go. Okay. Um, that's it. And, of course, to my family all the time, my Aunt Darlene, our biggest fan. Oh, she time. is. I, I saw you her. talk to her last time commenting. <laughs> I know. I'm saying I want you as my aunt. <laughs> One of my aunts, yes. And then my shout-out is always going to be thank you for everybody that's here tonight, for all our previous guests or guests coming up. And thank you for the people that are working with me. Um, I appreciate them, Katrina, Aaron, Tyler, Neville, Alex. I mean, my goodness, all of them that are there Hubert and Joe, there's just so many of them. But I will name them all off next week on Mouseketeer Call. <laughs> anyway, okay. And I want to end the show just like we started with me saying this is Ron, this is Isabella, but with our guests this time as well. So can you guys do that for me? Yeah. Awesome. This has been Jerron. This is Isabella. Christopher. And Valen. And thank you for listening to the Intern Whisperer Live. We'll see you next week. We have got to take a picture. Thank <laughs> you.